0: Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. Today's conversation is with Brayden Alley, a man who is motivated to help others cultivate a better mindset and ultimately a better life for themselves. Having struggled with mental health issues in the past, Brayden focused on changing his lifestyle habits to improve his sleep, physical movement capabilities, and his daily nutrition to completely transform his energy and mindset. I loved Brayden's willingness to open up about mental health in this episode, as it is definitely something that men need to be discussing more. So if you are currently finding yourself struggling with your own thoughts and actions, please reach out to someone and ask for help. There are people like Brayden in this world who would love to help you transform your life. Let's go hop right into this convo with Brayden Alley. What is up Thrive fam, CJ Finley here back with another episode of the Thrive on Life podcast. I've been out of town for 10 days and honestly one of the things I missed most was jumping on here and having some awesome conversations with some of the people that I love to converse with and today we have one of those people Mr. Braden Alley. How are you doing today Braden?
1: Dude I am doing fantastic. I'm super super grateful to be here, super blessed to uh,
0: have this con- hold this conversation with you man. Heck yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to what we're going to be starting off with because it is near and dear to my heart, and that is mental health. It's specifically for men, and you're wearing a Roan uh, mental health shirt for Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. I think that was May, right? That was May, yeah, yeah all which is May. my
1: birthday, which is just coincidence there, you know?
0: Hell yeah. So first kind of question and story I want to roll into is just your overall relationship with mental health. Yeah,
1: so the, little, the origin story... For me, you know, I am a coach, I am in the health and wellness, I'm a health and wellness enthusiast, an advocate, constantly learning ways to optimize and better myself, but the way that started was from a mental health journey. You know, I was in a very, very dark place, Um, wasn't working out, wasn't eating right, wasn't thinking right, you know, and living at home with my parents after college, you know, all this, this, this comparison to my friends, you know, that were living the life on Instagram and I was extremely depressed, extremely unhealthy, and I needed to make a change so that that was when I was like that was my rock bottom you know and now I have the perspective of you know what that feels like which I'm grateful for but that's what really ignited um this path this this passion for helping others as well I'm like if I can do this one thing or three things think right move right eat right and it can completely shift my worldview and how I see my life like everyone can get this, you know, everyone should, should be a part of this and allow it to you know, impact their lives as well.
0: I love it and you mentioned one word there that kind of piqued my interest, rock bottom. It's something that we hear with a lot of different people and for me when I think about it, it can look a lot of different ways for whoever you, you speak to. What did that look like for you so that maybe somebody out there can relate to the story that you have? Yeah. Um, first off, I want to say I am
1: freaking grateful that I hit rock bottom because like, it lit a fire in my ass. What it looked like for me is a constant, this place of just negative feedback about myself and what I was worth, you know, what I was capable of, constant comparison to the people around me, you know, and like I said, with my friends that, that had graduated college before me as why well. I graduated late. And we're just doing the things that I foresaw at the time to be, you know, cool or whatever, and in that in that phase, that's where, you know, that's where I realized and it took me to really hear like the right wording and the right messaging from different motivational speakers to like ignite me to take that first step and have the courage to start making a change. And rock bottom was like, it was me finding out, you know, I look at rock bottom as like I think everyone should have a relationship with it and relationship with that darkness side of them to really see how low they can go, to understand how high they can go, you know, and have that that perspective of not, for me, that perspective of not wanting to go backwards ever again and continue on this grind of just improving myself.
0: I mean, before we hopped on here, you literally were like talking about just like driving a car into a medium. Yeah, man. uh, Some days. So that's some, that's some heavy shit. And it's something that I think a lot more people are struggling with than we want to believe, especially men, because we're not, we're not taught that we should Mm be vulnerable. Vulnerable. vulnerable and showing a showing our emotions at all and I'd love to pick your brain a little bit on what do you think whether it's in society or within yourself like kind of let you get to that point I know for me some of the lowest points in my life were also because of following somebody else's story for me or like following other people and what they were doing and getting involved in things that didn't necessarily light me up but I didn't really know how to get out of it but for you, what do you think was the beginning of the journey to the rock bottom? Because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. people like if we can catch them early, yeah, yeah they yeah. might be able to change.
1: Well, I mean, you just said it pretty much, man. It's you know, I was following what I thought was the American dream, right? You know, I, I didn't put a lot of thought into my career too, and like what I wanted out of life. I didn't I didn't have those conversations, you know, those weren't conversations we were having at a young age. For me and my just my pathway about, you know, what the, what the hell do you want to do with your life? You know, what's your, what's your, it's more just like, all right, what do you want your major to be? Okay. And then from there we, we start diving in. I don't know what major I want. Like, help me. Like I, I, I haven't figured that out. I haven't had those conversations yet. Now I'm just popping up freshman year of college and like, okay, let's figure this out now and <laughs> pay freaking 40 to 60 K and like, yeah, let's make it work. Right. So there's an element of that. Um, and I love like where you're, you're going with that is if we can catch it early, it's, It's really, and this is like, I love this. So I've been asked, you know, a few times in my life, the past few years of like, what is the advice you'd give to your younger self? And this is like, this is perfect. If it's perfect, it's doing the inner work then now, like do the inner work and figure out what makes you tick, what you're passionate about, what you love, what are you hate, what triggers you and creates, you know, negative energy in your life and really isolate and find that now because the pathway from there becomes so much more clear. There's less distractions and, and, stuff starts rolling and connecting, dots start connecting, you know, so really taking it back and, and what does that look like? That's another, you know, question in terms of doing the inner work. It could be traveling, you know, it could be just like stepping away from, you know, whether it's family or just society expects from you and going to do like the, the opposite, you know, and just be free and have that freedom at a young age. If you have the luxury to do it, um, if you don't have the luxury to do it, then let's, let's start meditating. Let's start working out and eating right and being healthy at a young age. I think that helps kind of unlock you know, doing the inner work as well, allowing you to be more creative to, to figure out what you want. And uh, what about for you?
0: Yeah, so I, I actually thought of a pretty cool question that I want to ask everybody in the audience to think about and potentially write down as well as yourself, Brayden. Um, what is one habit you wish you could have dropped and one habit you wish you could have added to kind of make that happen and be a reality. You you mentioned inner work. So like I immediately start thinking about like getting rid of a negative habit and then entering a a positive habit into your life. And for me, one of the things I wish I would have done, I I have no regrets in my life. I think all of us, like we have a unique story and we can use whatever our past is as fuel to a better future. Um, And in the present, we can be grateful for everything that we have or don't have. Uh, in our life. And the thing for me is, I wish I would have read more of the books that I love now, earlier on. But I kind of trap myself into only reading things that were, were handed to me for grades. It's just like, oh, you need to study this rather than really kind of being creative with my own journey of reading and writing, I would say too read, I wish I would have read more and wrote more. Um, Cause I, I mean, even in like fifth or sixth grade, I was like kind of rowing, writing poetry and doing these things and I completely dropped it. Um, and the negative habit that I wish I would have dropped would really be trying to do too much all at, at one time. And this took me, I mean, even now, I'm still trying to, to get rid of this, but the negative habit that I think really hurt me and led to some of the things that I was doing was I was trying to be everything to everyone. And if you're everything to everyone, you're nothing to nobody. And then you leave yourself pouring from a half empty glass and that just hurts all areas of life. But for you, thinking specifically to your own life and what your passions are and the things that you know you love, what would have been a positive habit you would have started and a negative habit you would have dropped that ultimately might have changed your life a little bit?
1: Well, CJ is is crazy, man. (laughs) Just like you, we were just talking about before the podcast on how we relate on so many different things. Like I connect to what you just said powerfully. Like I, for example especially this is the negative side, I was all over the place, man. I Just because I care and I and that's, it shows for you now and like where you're at now, if you do all these things for people because you care and you want to people, see people be better and level up because you care, that's a strength. But at a young age and you're all over the place trying to like help people and be a part of different communities, it's very distracting on what the hell you got going on, right? So I, I absolutely, I wasn't even going to say that at first, but like that definitely resonates with me a lot more. Um, in terms of just like also specific habits, I wish sleep, I prioritize that a lot yeah. more as well. That's something that I do not mess around with now, dude. I do not mess around with, and I'm still getting better with that process. But like, I say no to things, especially like at six, 6.30 PM, like I'm chilling, man. I don't, I don't need to go out and do things because I want to get up the next day and have an impact. I care about that because I know how it's going to impact my next day. In terms of what you said with reading and writing, that's m- one of the most powerful powers that we all have is knowledge, and just kind of creating the groupthink of like reading exactly what the the government prescribes us is like it's conditioning <laughs> us right to like all think the same way, you know, and and do the same things, and it kind of eliminates that creative side, and and I. And now, you know, 29 and reading is one of my favorite things to do and learning and, like, I want to be the smartest person in my world, you know, and to me because I want to be able to ha- hold a conversation or be able to have a conversation with anyone, right? And then writing, you know, that's why journaling is so powerful and, like, writing stories is, like, that's one of the best ways to learn but also really vent and, you know, release any type of, you know, baggage
0: that you have going on with you. So I love that. The fact that you mentioned sleep is, is something that, is very much underappreciated, even in today's world where people are, are, you have the whoop and the aura ring and stuff like that where people are starting to catch on, but it's still like for what it's worth, very much devalued. And what I've noticed sleep, getting better sleep has helped me do is think more clearly. And Naval Ravikant has a saying where it's like, don't strive to be smart, strive to think more clearly. And that's where the writing comes with me is there's all this mumbo jumbo in your mind. And if you get it out and you put it on paper, you start thinking more clearly and then you can articulate things in a better manner and communicate better and then ultimately be a better leader, um, not just for other people around you, but for yourself. Like you're going to lead a better life each and every day. Real quick on that point. um,
1: I love Naval and I've read that as well. And something I just finished a book called Winning, um, Mm. Tim Grover's new book. And, he, and he just real quick, he, he talks about, like, one big attribute that really separates the winners and losers is not their ability to, like, work hard or their willpower or their discipline. It's their ability to stay focused, focused on the task at hand, focused on optimizing and being effective, and just really locked in on what they, they, came, they, what they were, you know, showing up to do.
0: What well, focus really is is being con- in control, mm-hmm. and, like, most people running around out of control. All but it's funny because how many people will tell you their OCD – And like, very, like they have controlling tendencies, Mm -hmm. but they're actually out of control. So, a good instance is uh, people want to be clean or they want to, like, they want to control certain scenarios. If if it doesn't happen for them, they freak out. And that's actually being out of control. And when we're kids, we see this within our parents and within adults, and we pick up that bad habit because we think it's a good habit to be like, high achieving and OCD mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and a go-getter, but really at, at the end of the day. Wash your hands. Yeah. Get germs, man. Get <laughs> dirty. <laughs> it's, it's really life is control. Like society is thinking one way that's controlling you rather than thinking, okay, why am I doing this in the first place? But I wanted exactly. to continue down the thread of sleep because I wanted to ask you if you would have ultimately switched out those things and you would have slept more, and gotten rid of some of the more worse habits. What do you think that would have led to in that particular time of your life? And the reason I ask you this question is because I want people to think in their own life like right like right now. If I ask now, yeah. if I ask you this question about right now, we can't predict the future. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big believer if you look at your past and you could kind of say like, okay, if I would have slept better and I would have done these things, here's my life would have been different. Well, your life will be different five years forward from now if you're able to implement the same things right now. And Mm -hmm. you're basically looking into the future if you do that. Mm -hmm. So how would have sleep impacted your life then? And what do you think would have ultimately you would have achieved? Yeah, uh, well, first off, same with what you said earlier. I'm
1: grateful for my past building blocks, created who I am. Sleep, <laughs> I I what well, was sleep, especially in college. You know, like was, what did your
0: what did your sleep schedule look like?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in a fraternity. We were both in a fraternity. I was up till three a.m. You know, almost every single day, sleeping to you know noon potentially, and deciding if I wanted to go to class or, that day. You know, and smoking weed or partying that day. Like, what well, that was my that was where my my options. That's the options I gave myself then. Um, so, if we were to rewind time, I, I mean, a hundred percent, I would have. I would have, prior- well, it's hard, to, it's hard to say that, but I feel like I definitely would have prioritized school a lot more. Um, I would have prioritized my relationships a lot better. Now I'm such a great, not such a great, but I, I, I really put a value on connection and networking in that boat. And I feel like I would have built a lot more networks and just a lot more relationships in college because at this point, any university did nothing for me. You know, it was it, at this point, it's just a, it's something I'm still paying on. It's something that was a great social experience. I I, met, I, I have some really great friends from there, but it's, it hasn't gave me any value towards my life right now. So if we were to go back and look at sleep and me make that change, it would've, I would have made sure I maximized my time in college and actually learned and found a, a degree that connected with me. Because again, like the rewind back, I was distracted. We talked about this. I was distracted. Um, I was was focused on partying. I was focused on girls. I was focused on not me. I was pushing away the tough questions. That's another thing. I was pushing away the tough questions of how I wanted to live my life. And... I feel like I just would have made it better, and more. A I like that experience. you use the word
0: maximize because I think like I was bitter in college. Like I was bitter that they wouldn't let me take the classes that I wanted. I was bitter that I couldn't have the schedule that I wanted. I was bitter in a lot in a lot of ways, and I think I took that out as aggression in certain areas of my life. And if I went back, the mat to optimize and maximize my potential. I, I think I, I still would have partied. I enjoyed that t- time of my life, but I would have done it with more balance where- More intent. Yeah, more intent. And a lot of my life would have been more so navigating some of my passions. Like I gave up a lot of my passions in college just because, again, I was sleeping until 11 or mm-hmm. noon and then skipping class and then mm-hmm. doing whatever and focusing on the wrong things. Um, but again, I think where do you think that
1: stems from Well, real quick just on that like just the the power of intention like now every decision i make there's a reason behind it a lot of people we just we just go right we're an autopilot we're not back to being in control but like there's no intention so in any platform any case i get like i always whether i'm teaching a class like i want to set an intent for myself i want to set an intent for people around me and just like make sure again we're maximizing that's how i look at everything like I want to maximize this relationship. How can we better each other the most? I want to maximize my time at F45. How can I meet and network and connect and inspire more people? I want to maximize my time at Squatch. You know, how can I empower and impact more people and give more value,
0: you know? It's squeezing everything. Do you think that living intentionally at that younger age is scary? It's I mean, for sure. I mean,
1: that's why yeah, cuz I was pushing cuz I wasn't prepared to to step up to the plate. In my, in my, this is where, in hindsight, I'm looking at, like, I was definitely scared of what
0: that looked like. So I was pushing it off. So, yes. Because when I think back to my past, it was, I'd rather, I, I think we're not comfortable being, and society has a problem of teaching this, we're not comfortable living in silence, like, just being. So when you get into college and everybody's doing all these different things, there's always yeah, these yeah, distractions. Yeah rather than sitting within ourselves and silent and figuring out our own selves, getting drunk is the easier solution. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. being the life of the party is the easier solution Mm -hmm. because sitting here feeling stagnant, even though sitting here figuring yourself out might, not, seem like you're not moving, but you're actually moving in a, yeah, a, yeah, a way yeah. greater capacity than the people around you.
1: It's happened on a larger scale always, right? You know, companies and like these cool bonuses and it's, a, yeah. it's a dangling, the dangling tree in front of you and it distracts you on the priority. So that's why we rewind time or even right now, like do the inner work. And that's something that I'm very passionate about. And I think there's steps, you know, there's tools that are out there that help people to create this and really ignite this. For me, it started with that one decision, you know, to to be healthier, right? And then it started with me moving to Austin, Texas. Then it started with me doing something that scares the shit out of me, you know, and talking in front of people and, and sales. Then it started with me creating my community and, and, and surrounding me with people that actually support me and push me to be better. And then from there, like, it, it all becomes a lot easier once you can create those things and put yourself in those, those situations, because then you start, A... You start realizing what you're capable of, and B, you have the support system. You know, you're not you're not by yourself. Like we're here to help and help promote you and find you and ignite you to go down your path. You know, and I, I mean for you too. Like I know you're from the East Coast, and I know we all resonate with connecting to Austin. Don't you feel like yes, it's making tough decisions, but it helps when we have the right people around you to to support you. you know? Yeah, and I think
0: what people don't understand is to get the support of the people around you, you have to be your biggest supporter first. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like Most people go into things, again, the carrot mentality, Mm -hmm. looking for an expectation of something. Mm -hmm. So for instance, July 1st is I think a week away or a week and a half away, whatever, right? Um, That'll be one year that marks I've been running every week for a year. Now my intent when I set out to run wasn't to gain anything. Other than I knew that if I told myself, we'll go fast forward one more year from July 1st, 2020 to July 1st, 2021, will I be a better person if I run every week? The answer was yes. That was one decision. That was one. That was one decision decision on my life, right? I didn't care what other people thought. I didn't care about the attention. I didn't care about... Like, I didn't even know Hyrox was going to be a yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I yeah, couldn't yeah. see the future, but it yeah, led yeah. to so many other things and so many other connections. And now, like, you, me, Ross, Noah, Jake, a bunch of the girls, everyone's starting to run more. Yeah. We have a run club yeah, yeah. on Tuesdays. Like, people are starting to get healthier and, honestly, in my eyes, become more badass, ultimately because Amen. of just one decision decision. where i couldn't see now what most people cannot figure out is those decisions for themselves because most of the time they're thinking they don't know themselves yeah they don't know themselves enough where what would i do and i i ask aaron this all the time like what would you do if there was no money if there was no expectation of other people like what would your life look like you're basically it's called lifestyle design i keep seeing that question all the time i love it i love it because it,
1: it takes away the, all the distraction. It should take away all the distractions, mm-hmm. all the expectations. And un, for me, it's a coach. Like I, I just love inspiring and helping people.
0: What's up guys? I'd like to take a second to thank you for tuning into this episode with Brayden. I hope you're loving this conversation so far. But before we get back into it, I have an opportunity I on want to tell you about. As we all know, life is hard. It can beat you down, have you feeling low and make it seem like you are alone. I'm here to remind you though, that the most worthwhile journeys, they are not meant to be taken alone. And right now you have the ability to take action and join others, including myself, on the mission to make every heartbeat count. Head over to cjfinley.com and sign up for my daily newsletter where I will be giving you information, impactful stories, tips and tricks, and access to a community who are focused on making an impact above and beyond themselves. you also have the perk of exclusive giveaways, potential shout outs, and possibly even some collaborations. The least that will happen is you will walk away into every day with an extra pep in your step. My promise is that I will always do my best to help you thrive on life. And this newsletter is one of the best ways for me to help you do so. So if you're looking to get to the next level of your life, connect with like-minded individuals and have a daily dose of info that will help you thrive, sign up for my newsletter at cjfinley.com. Now let's get back to the conversation with Brayden Alley
1: but to just rewind back a little bit on terms of like your one decision, like, and just to give people perspective, like say I go and I, I break my leg today. There's two versions of me. One version of me goes through physical therapy, comes back strong as hell. Other version of me goes through physical therapy and just stops training or just like goes around the injury and doesn't actually make the, the, the injury better. You go through that lifetime. That's just one day. That's one year. That's two years. That's three years. The trajectory of those two people One's gonna be still doing his shit, you know, he's built the systems, he's built the body. The other one's gonna be hurting, you know, wobbling around, not and losing some freedoms um, because he didn't take care of himself. So I just like wanna again, the power of intent and the power of just one decision, how it can the trajectory can take you in a certain direction. And it's again the compound well, not again, the compound interests of doing those little things over and over again that can cause something that's gonna happen, something you said, A, people are gonna start falling in line. And you're going to create opportunities for other people as well. But for you, you're going to learn in that journey. You know, um, if this is something that connects to you, you don't know if you don't try it, right? Um, also, it's going to become a lot more natural. You know, maybe at first when you started running, it was like, eh, but now it's like, uh, this is what I oh, do. Oh, terrible!
0: I right? like if we're going specifically, and I love that example because it was kind of like what I intended with asking you about your past and where where would your trajectory yeah, have changed because you, you can ch- change your future trajectory and most people like think that like life is what happens to you yeah. rather than for you and it's like when you think of the, the for you you change your trajectory in all all different ways but if we were talking about me running specifically it's like in, in May I ran twice in June of 2020 I ran three times and then just like May, I was like, eh, I'm going to try. June was like, eh, it's hot. And mm-hmm. then eventually I was like, you know what? I really want to change my trajectory. So I'm going to like stick with it. And if I look at my Apple Watch and then once I got rid of the Apple Watch, transition over to the Whoop, like I can see all the times that I've run up until this point in Strava. And how now I can reflect back and be like, how many things in my life happened because I made that one decision? Yeah. And that's where pe- if people just reflected back on that. And I think here's where the ego gets involved as well. Like people don't want to, admit that they made mistakes or so they don't want to admit that they have a drug issue or an alcohol issue or they don't want to admit that they have an abusive personality in their own mind to themselves which causes them to abuse other people around them they don't want to so admit project, those things yeah. they're projecting those things rather if you just like literally again slow down and look at it um it's, well, it's much better and there's before I ask my next question i um, re-listening to the book, Essentialism. I listen every year. Um, and one of the things I recommend to everyone out there is like the books that have made an impact on your life, like read them every year. Like don't focus on more, focus on taking something new. Cause every, every single story that you have in each year, you're gonna take something new from that book they've already read. And today I heard something called, uh, he basically says there are no right or wrong like solutions in life. There's only trade-offs because like our time is finite. We think time is infinite. We wanna do everything. But really, you can't. So you have to trade off. Like, If you want to be a good dad, can you work 15 hours a day? Like, There's a trade-off there, right? You, there's constantly trade-offs in your life. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, if you want to have a quote-unquote successful life, you have to be the one in control of your trade-offs. Mm-hmm. If you know and are in control of your trade-offs, you know what your life is kind of going to turn out to be. And you can be ultimately at peace with how that turns out. Now, some people are like, I'm just going to work and provide my kids and not be there. Other people are like, I just want to be there for my kids. I might not make as much money, but they're going to love that I was there, right? So they have to trade off in different areas. Same thing with health, which is what I kind of want to go down the rabbit hole of, where what were the things that you were trading that you used to trade for? And you kind of flip that script versus you kind of have some new non-negotiables. So back in the day, you mentioned you were unhealthy. What did unhealthy look like and what were you trading off in those scenarios.
1: Well, and a quick tidbit, why you just said too, just give people a different perspective and say it differently, like understand your primary role and what your secondary roles are. Like for example, like if I was training a client, you can't compare your success to my success because this is my fucking life, right? So for everyone to understand, like what are your primary role and then your trade-offs are your secondary roles. How, how do you how do you organize that time and how do you manage it properly? To answer your question, the trade-offs, I mean, I already talked about sleep, water, for sure. And just real quick, yeah, those... go
0: super practical with this. With I got this you. Question. Well,
1: like first off, water and sleep. For everyone out there, those are the first two things you should be focusing on. One and one and two, not in any order. Focus on those two and, and optimize those the most before we even think about following a, a certain nutrition plan or even I mean, now, if just... I want to
0: optimize my sleep, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so five steps. Um one darkness. You know, make sure that you are, there's no blue lights in in the room or something that could could potentially, even when your eyes are closed, you have receptors that can pick up artificial light and can wake you up. Um, So whether that's blackout, you know, um, sheets on the windows. Um, Number two, like this is something that's been impactful for me is not eating two to three hours before bed. I, I I mean I have data to prove it. Like every time I eat closer to bed, my sleep is not good. And the reason being is our body, it's an energy. It's a it, it's all about energy. And it, it costs energy to to digest. It can't focus on your quality of sleep or can't focus on putting you into that state of sleep and that restorative sleep. Caffeine, you know, I particularly I'm I have a I don't have a bad relationship, but I don't drink it very consistently. Like it's here and there, but generally caffeine has a half life of like eight hours and a quarter quarter life of like three to four hours. So you want to make sure, I mean, at least if you're going to bed, say at nine o'clock, I would stop drinking at by two PM. Alcohol, another one. Um, I know I'm sober now and nothing against anyone who's not, but if you are drinking, be mindful again, two to three hours because it takes a while for your body to process that alcohol and really pair that with water as well just to help with the next day. And those are the big ones for me. Oh, temperature. So I know I have a chili pad. I know you got a chili pad. Um, I'm crazy about, I don't, it's not crazy. I, I like to be cool. You know, I like to be cool. And, and, and when I sleep, um, that's important. So ideally everyone's different that you got to find your, your thermal, um, um, threshold, you know, but generally speak on the average person that like you want to be, have your body temperature, your core body temperature at about 68 degrees. That's what's going to uh, put you in that place that's going to be most optimized. And again, everyone's different. You got to kind of play. I know this, there's people who are in relationships. Luckily, thankfully, or not thankfully, I guess I'm by myself, so I don't have to worry <laughs> about anyone else. Um, yeah, so sleep, water. Water, you know, right when I wake up, that's the first thing I do. I drink kongan water. I drink, I'm big about high quality water, but you do you. Um, just get it in, you know, and because uh, a lot of times, you know, in, in, with training, people are trying to run a marathon before, you know, they're learning how to walk, right? So it's like, let's, let's start with the little things that are going to impact start you with the most. first. Exactly. Well, the things that are going to impact you the most too early on. Because, and just to give you another perspective role here, um, you take out, and this is more for sleep. If you were to compare water, sleep, food, movement, working out, whatever, and you were to take one of those away for 24 hours, which one would impact you the most? Sleep. Right, sleep. Your hormones are gonna be out of whack. Yeah, you can here. go twenty four
0: hours without eating.
1: You can go without water too. Yeah, all those. Um, so getting those in my life, I don't even have. This was crazy. You asked that question, but like thinking back, man, I don't know what I. I just was in the hell. I was. I don't know what I was
0: doing. I was just partying, right? And my. Well, head- this is the thing. The reason I asked you is because we know this now. Like, a lot of the people that I'm around, like when I like I just flew into bachelor parties and and weddings and whatever. Ooh, you, have a, you have a different perspective now. people well, I mean I've had this perspective, but they don't even realize that they're being unhealthy, yeah, 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 like yeah. they think a salad is healthy. I got you yeah like yeah. in my parents, like yeah, yeah. literally, mom, I know you're going to listen to this at some point, like a salad is not healthy, and my dad thinks that under yeah undereating <laughs> is is healthy, yeah. and that's the generation that you grow up in versus I see him eat processed lunch meat. Processed toast and chips for lunch every day. So we're talking about, but he's not eating a ton of calories, and he's not fat. So he's like, I'm healthy. Like in his head, he's healthy. But I'm like, you are like the epitome of like what's wrong with this country and most of the world because they're not focused on the nutrients of what's actually going inside. They're focused on the quantity. Well, and and I hear you. And
1: this is we're talking about paradigm shifts. I got you. And and I think this is this is valuable with people who are training specifically, you don't need to push heavy weights to have progressive overload. <laughs> anything that is a stress, you know, it's a good stress in your body. If it's new to you, it's going to be stressful. So it's going to, your body's going to be forced to adapt. And all you got to do is the progressive overload is to focus on that specific movement and get better at it. And have the, pers- and this real quick, have the perspective to get good at it, not to to do anything else besides get good at the movement. Because if you get good at the movement, the weights will come later. And the way I equate that with all fitness, again, is like sometimes people are, you know, egos, egos get involved. You know, we try, we, we try, you know, focusing and, and adding weight faster than we can handle it. And people would like, you see all the time, there's less results than there should be out there. There's people who are working out consistently and they look the exact same. So another paradigm shift is your body, we're adapting machines, right? But you gotta, you gotta give it time to learn a movement or learn a program. But on top of that, Like after, you know, three months max, it's time to switch something up. It doesn't have to be the whole entire program. It could be, I usually switch every four to six weeks, um, but it could be, you know, switching one variable, whether it's frequency or volume, or maybe it is weight in this case, or maybe it's just one or two moves. But the paradigm shift of like, don't stick to one thing forever, you know, just because it worked now. Same thing with nutrition too. Like there is not one nutrition plan that you're going to use the rest of your life. We have bacteria in our guts that are constantly changing and we have That's to,
0: uh, man yeah. my biggest tiff I, lo- I I love you're going into this is my biggest tiff is vegan carnivore ah! paleo uh, what I don't even know what else is out there because it's they're all predicated on sales on selling something nutrition is not sellable like literally we have, to have your we have protein shakes after you work out we have We have the ability in 2021, where you could literally try all those diets and get your blood work done after each and find what is optimal for yourself. And that's what I I just, I cannot fathom that we don't do that because in all other areas of our life, we are tested and graded. It doesn't make sense to me. It's like for 12 years in school, we are graded on our mental capacity. Well, right. It, and we used to be physical. I mean, did you do? Did they have where you grew up? Uh, physical test. Uh, what was it called? Um, the presidential physical fitness or whatever. You had to like run a mile. Oh, and, yeah, like, yeah. Do and pull ups up and hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, won, I think they got I, rid I won, of that. I won
1: the sit up thing. Yeah. In like sixth grade. <laughs>
0: yeah I think I won the hanging one really I mean I was only like 60 pounds yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, was, I was like hang, hanging your too, chin man. above the bar um,
1: but real quick on nutrition because um, you you touch vegan all that stuff and I say vegan carnivore all those like you gotta find what's right for you we're all different we're all uniquely different I, I believe first off that everyone do what you want like don't worry about anyone else do what makes you happy do what your body needs um, but there's also there's three different approaches to going on nutrition there's the one that most people do eat whatever you want um, there's, there's number two, which is what I call the half-ass approach, which is either following a new, a specific nutrition plan that wasn't designed for you, or it's like doing kind of like, um, eating, you know, like what I do, I, I generally eat whole foods and just like I eat overall healthy. Um, but there's also little things that I know that my body is not responding well, but I adjust as I go. Then there's the go all in approach. Let's get blood work. Let's get even a urine test. Let's get um, a metabolic, you know, test. Let's get all the tests and understand what's going on. And those are things that you have to do once a year because, again, your body's going to change to know what you need. Because after, anything other than that is a fucking guessing game. Same thing with like therapists. Like they should be doing brain scans. Like what's going on up here? You don't, like, don't start talking to me until you know what's going on up here first. Right, and same thing. They but, don't
0: make as much money that way, though. Yeah, that's see, the, the problem. See, there's the, money, the whole the process. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. money is what creates the problem because you go to a therapist; they want you to come back every single. Like, they're not incentivized to not have you come back. Yeah. And that's the same thing with nutrition. It's just like the fast food yeah. is going to put ingredients in there to make you come back. Yeah. Where they're going to give deals on marketing to make you come back on, so on billboards. Board they're back, man. It comes back everything. to taking
1: control of your life, and it starts in one decision. Because, like as you said. You know we're not being original and thinking like this. We just took control of our life. You know we're not letting these things take. You know really blind us of the truth, and and understanding. You know what I'm mean, not going to get a long story of the government, and politics, and all the intent, but um, all you can control is you at the end of the day, too, right? So so take you know take that step. Take you know whatever it is. Like find out what what, re- what re- resonates with you. I know I know we've talked a lot about. Um, you know, things you can do or like, you know, communities you can be involved, with, but like, what's that first step look like? What's that first step look like for you in terms of like, when you want to make a change in something, what's the, the calling, you know, like what, cause again, people are lost. Like what, what's that route for me? It's like, I just in generally spiritual and I follow my in- intuition. I feel what like really connects with me on, on an energy level, but that's, you know, that's, that looks different for everyone else. So for you, what's, how do you diagnose like what that first step
0: looks like? for me specifically yeah yeah. what the first step is well i start with the end in mind so i think a lot of people struggle to do this because i mean we're just not naturally humans were built in a prehistoric time when like our bodies were meant for uh basically hunting food or gathering food and protecting our offspring like and building communities like we didn't have what we have today. So our hard we're hardwired to think short-term. Like the saber-toothed tiger is gonna be here today. So like I'm gonna be on alert like all the time. But the reality is like we live in a time where the most people... Um, have actual time Mm -hmm. like how many people have cell phones today versus Mm -hmm. 20 years ago right like so it's just like the ability to have time to be on the internet to do these things to get a free education like in certain areas to go on youtube like it's just it there's never been a time like today and that kind of fucks with us because overwhelming yeah (laughs) it's overwhelming and we don't know which way to go we don't know that first step exactly. because there are so many first steps. Exactly. So it used to be like you got two steps when you graduate high school. You're either going to become a hard labor job, actually three steps. You're going to join the military, hard labor job, go to college. Like those were the three things. That's it. You like, go back to and then and gathers, majors, like, there was like way less majors at yeah. that point. And you're a hunter gatherer. It's like live you, or die. <laughs> yeah, like You're either going to go hunt and live or gather and live. Yeah. And then the, the, the female are going to take care of the community or you're all going to perish. Yeah. So it's like the amount of choices we've had have grown exponentially. Yeah. So it literally is against our hardwiring. Now, when you think about, okay, and this is where like, I'm gonna ask you, like how often have you thought about death? Because that's what really got me out of my quote Same. unquote like depressive mentality is just like, fuck it, we're gonna die. Like as soon as I was okay with being like, we're gonna die, I'm gonna die, I don't know when, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Then I started thinking, okay, if I were gonna die tomorrow, How would today look? If I were gonna die 10 years from now, how would my 10 years look? If I were gonna die 30 years from now, if I were gonna live to 100 and be blessed to do that, what would my life look like? And then I reverse engineer down how to get there. So, but in a practical sense, I mean, I posted this literally this morning on my uh, feed and I wrote this in my journal last night on the plane I was coming back because I've been off 10 days. And I've had time to think. and I was just like, okay, now that I'm kind of like re like I, I'm always adapting and changing my goals and being very malleable. And now that I've had some time off, assume my family and I've like felt some new feelings, what would success look like this week? I start with that first because then it helps me decide on what to do today. Mm. Most people do the opposite. They're like, what would make today a success? And they start mm. filling their list with more because they think more is success. we're We're taught that. I mean, statistically on the SAT, if you write more, you're going to get yeah, a better grade. Score. Yeah. Why is more better? It's not. Yeah. Like really, if you can put, like Naval talks about this, if Effective. I can put an idea into a tweet, I am thinking more clearly and I'm communicating more clearly. So less is actually more. Uh, shout out to Ranjit Polymath. Um, less is more, baby. So when you come at that less is more, you think first like, okay, I got seven days. That's finite, right? I have a finite amount of time Within those seven days, seven to eight hours is gonna go towards sleep every night. So that cuts me down to how many hours per day. How many hours per day do I have to spend working out? It's like 1.5 because I have goals uh, for high rocks. So that cuts out some hours. I spend probably an hour a day eating. So 20 minute increments of three different meals. So I start chunking off, like how much time do I actually have in a week? And then I go, okay, what can I realistically achieve in this week if I'm operating at 100%, if I'm operating at 75%, if I'm operating at 50%, or if the universe strikes some lightning and I only get 25% this week, right? Then when you think in those, and I'm, I'm a stats guy, I'm a numbers guy, that's where I went into engineering for that reason because I just think in that way, pie charts. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, if I only have this, if I only have two slices of pie, like where are those, pie, where are those two slices gonna go? Because that has limited my decision. And Seth Godin, like Marketing Mastermind talks about if you want to build a great company or brand, start with your constraints. Most people start with all their ideas of everything we can do. It's mm. like, what are we constrained by? How much money do we have? How much time? How much resources? What are the resources look like? Mm-hmm. Like male, female? Where are the backgrounds? Like w- what are their capabilities? How can I um, maximize them? Yeah, how do I maximize those? What do I wor- How do I work with what I've got? And that's what I'll end on. is just like the way that I figure out my next, very next step is by figuring out what do I want the 10th step to look like or the 100th step to look like and then reverse engineering that back. But in a practical sense, really, it's just like looking at the pie chart of your life and then really thinking, okay, I only have this much time this week and I know that these are the bigger things I need to get done. So if these small things don't happen, it's See, whatever.
1: Yeah, what you just said right there, I was gonna say, because even you you have like a structure laid out, sure, but if it doesn't fall exactly in place, you're not going to let it, you know, ruin your life, right? It is what it is, and it's a learning experience. You know, you'll adjust. A lot of times, people aren't willing to take that step, you know, in that right direction because it's the back end of what's going to what's going to happen when I don't well, when I don't succeed.
0: Exactly, you know? they don't want to so write turn, it down because it hurts worse to say they didn't hit it than to yep. actually just go through life. Yep. not having a plan. When you
1: asked me earlier, you know, why, why I did not, you know, why couldn't I live a life of intent? Cause again, I was, I was scared as shit, dude. I didn't know, I didn't want to fail. I cared too much what people thought, you know, now I'm in a place where I'm, I'm in control and I, I just, I don't give a damn. There's some things I'm human. I'm emotional. I can care about certain things, but on the back end, like I am not going to let it hold
0: me back from me progressing. What so, was your degree? Criminal justice. Okay. So if you failed at criminal justice, it wouldn't hurt as much as if you failed as a, health coach. Mm -hmm. That's what we're scared of when you're you're younger. What I noticed is like, I went to engineering because it's like, oh, you're good at math and science. Your dad's an engineer. You might as well go that path. But like, I also had a lot of other creative things in me. Like, I I, I was an entrepreneur and creative. Like, I liked writing. I liked things when I was younger. I was showing those traits. Mm -hmm. Looking back, I know this. But it was scarier. I wanted to be a professional athlete. It was scarier to actually try. One of the reasons I'm sober now is, I think to myself, shit, if I never drank in college, would I have become some type of like professional at something? But it was easier to drink and say, you know what? Like, you know what? Like, if I fail or if I don't get this, that's another
1: perspective shift there. Like, what, like, really look at these things. And I like, it's all like wrapping back around of like those habits that you had before or the habits that you have now. How is it serving you? You know, and really Mm -hmm. sitting down and having that conversation and looking and dissecting, okay you know, what am I doing this weekend? Oh, I'm focused on, and this is no, there's no judgment getting past here, guys. It's just, if you're not happy with your life, like, this is something you need to look at, right? And it's, okay, if I'm going down the circle, okay, I do this, I go partying. Okay, then what happens? I don't I feel like shit the next day. Oh, then I eat like shit. Oh, then my energy shit the next day after that. And it's just a cycle. Like, I can't go in a cycle in life. I I, I broke the cycle, right? But my cycle of thinking before when I was, you know, and depressed and whatever, like, it was unworthiness, and just like I was unwilling to put in the work to to be better. And once I decided to take that first step and break the cycle and shift the way I live my life, that's when real things started to happen. But you got to have again that courage to break that cycle, and and really take the time to look in and see, okay, like this thing is not serving me. It's time for it to go, right? Because on the back end, what happens if you don't change it? It's gonna keep we're, we're keep doing the same shit over and over again,
0: right? You said a key word there, serve, and. Like, don't, I always say this thing in, in business, don't don't sell, serve. And the first customer that you always serve is yourself because you have to wake up every day. You have to go to sleep every day. You have to do the right end. things, right? The only way that you help serve other people is like you have to show up as your best self. And I think naturally as we grow up, like we're not, like again, the systems are not set up to do that. And I don't want to continue to harp on that. I'd love to, to kind of jump yeah. into um, the next part of, the conversation where it's like even today once you make those breakthroughs it's not pretty like it's not it's not it doesn't get easier we just get stronger get stronger yep Love you have that. more tools what are some of the things and hiccups and debates you're having with your with yourself today so that people can kind of relate because they think that like oh, i'm just one day i'm just going to become this yep. everything's going to be answered yep. it's like no like my the problems never go away they get actually get bigger but i just got stronger to withstand exactly them.
1: well this is a perfect shift and to not even compare yourself to me p- compare yourself to kobe bryant i uh in the book winning he he has a quote in there and it just talks about rest in peace kobe that you know i i wake i show up every day game day having self-doubt you know nervous you know hurting you know, whatever the case is, all the, the, com- the commonalities that we all deal with, we all deal with them. That's, the, that's the, First off, you need to look at it that way. Second, this is someone at the highest level, but he shows up, right? No matter what the, there is no expectation. He shows up and whatever the circumstance or whatever happens, he adjusts and he moves on through his life. So for me, it's the same way. I, every day, almost every day, have a moment of self-doubt. I have a moment of unworthiness. I have a moment of not loving myself as much as I should. I have a moment of, Questioning my life and my routes and where I'm going, but again, it's 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 having the tools and understanding how to shift from there. For me, I know it's okay because I know I'm not the only one dealing with it. I know that I'm a badass. That's what I tell myself, and I I, I jump through and I and I adjust, but also I make sure I do my non-negotiables, which help me, which sets up my morning routine, my sleep, you know, working out. Because I think and that's why I'm very passionate about having the right mind and and moving because I believe. That unlocks and allows you to just be healthier already from a mental standpoint. And it makes you it makes your mental discipline a lot stronger. And to go even further, the reason I like health and fitness so much too, because it's a source for you to gain credibility with yourself. It's one of the best ones. And it's the most, it's the ones that give you the most benefits too. Okay, you you decided to follow a workout routine and you stuck with it day after day after day. You stuck with it. You showed yourself there's proof that I am credible. I can do it. You st- decided to start eating healthy and you stuck with it day after day after day. You s- decided to sleep better. You went to bed at the same time every night, day after day after day. So it's like, those. Are, not only are those ways to, to show yourself that you're a badass and you can stick to anything, but also on the back end, the benefits of it are gonna make you even more of a badass and continue to, to you know, conquer you know, whatever, more habits or more challenges in life. So I think, it, again, it, it starts with that of like knowing which steps to take, which habits and routines to, to um, utilize and allow those to play its role.
0: So if I was – let's say I'm, a th- uh, I'm 30 right now, right? So like let's just say I'm a 30-year-old and um, I have an okay job. Like it, it pays the bills and I just – I don't know what I want next, and I I know I want more from life, but I just don't know what to do. Other than sleep and drinking more water, moving, let's say I do those all pretty sporadically, but I get them done. What other than that, like what are some practical things that you would tell people to do? Are there books to read, courses to take, YouTube videos, like people to meet, like what are some of the things that somebody should be doing if they're in that mental state of like, you know what, I want more from life. I don't necessarily know that first step to take. Mm -hmm. I listened to this podcast with CJ and he kind of broke down pie charts, but I'm not that great with numbers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I just want some practical things, little crumbs that I could start leading me into the life that I want to live. Yeah, so first
1: off, write a list of all the things that just you're passionate about write a list. I don't care how long it is, you know, whether it's 30 to 50 things, the things that connect to you. And then after that, let's find, um, books that resonate with that. Let's find podcasts that resonate with that. Let's follow certain people that resonate with that because another big thing, and this, this fits perfectly, um, in terms of just having a strong mental health is blocking out the bullshit, (laughs) you know? And I, and I told you this a while ago, like when I was 18, I just knew not to watch the news like i knew it was their feed me stuff so the point being is be very conscious of the information that you're putting in your in your mind because that impacts every decision you make so for someone in that case you know you got you need to know what your purpose is and in order to find your purpose i think it, it starts with finding your you know what passions that you can you know follow on and then from there it takes some time but you need to start flooding and flooding and flooding your your mind with all this information that you connect with already so it should be bringing out more energy in you and energizing you more to then it's going to connect some a dots going to connect and then you can you know take that step into whatever direction
0: um so it's basically I, switching the i love it everything in here is connecting and i yeah. love this conversation where it's basically like what i asked earlier like what habit could you positively like so look at all the media and all the books and all the things that you're intaking in, in your life. So not just nutritionally, but what are you ingesting mentally and then flipping that it's out for like, okay, you can consciously say, you can consciously, if you take note of what you do throughout a day and what you ingest, you can decipher, okay, that's good for me, that's bad for me, right? Everyone can logically think that through and then start there. I'd I love that. But I want to dive down the rabbit hole of, how does someone know that they're passionate about something? Because one of the things that I struggle with mm-hmm. the most when I'm coaching people is like, there's two different types of people. I'm passionate about everything, so I can't decide which one to rank above each other and I try to do everything. Or I don't really know like, See, what I, I'm passionate I, but about. But the reason people don't know is because they're distracted.
1: So that's why I always drop it back to the things we've been talking about is you got to understand you and and what that, what, and in order to understand you, you got to, You got to be healthy, you know, and you got to cover all the bases the physical health, the mental health, the spiritual health, the emotional health. I, and I just, this is the way I think. Like, I think if you, if you do those things, it unlocks the doors. It unlocks the doors and it shows you that creative side of you comes out. And then from there, it's just like, okay, because for me, it's energy. Like, this energy is, is, is giving me life. This energy is taking away from me. Okay. From there, that's easy. Okay. I should go down this path. Or, or this energy is, Creating some, you know, uncertainty, but I feel like it's a good path of growth. Okay, then I go down this path, you know. So I break it down like that. I think if you are mentally healthy and physically healthy, and all the other bases as well, like I believe that's when you can find your passion. When you can't find your passion, is you're lost, in my opinion. You're lost and you're distracted, and you don't understand. You know,
0: you understand you, obviously. Um, yeah. Ultimately, like to build towards your passion you have to like start building momentum in that Moment. in that mm. in that arena and I, I always say like action's always going to be action, like yeah. really and momentum is built off movement and i don't necessarily mean like physical movement mm-hmm. just any type any of direction movement. like any direction just start moving win the day with your life yeah like win your day and like no momentum has ever been built off a of thought and i think again we live in a society where if you can just scroll for hours and you can sit there in your thoughts all day because you have the luxury of having that freedom if we go back to our pre time like they didn't have the time like yeah, they yeah, had yeah. to go get the food they had yeah, to, yeah. they had something that they had they must do or they're like it reminds me of like february when we when the storm was here and like we, like all work everything just gets thrown aside. It's like, what do we got to do to make fun. sure that we, I mean, <laughs> it was, I, I, I had, I had fun story. too. <laughs> even, even through all the, the shit that I had to go through, like yeah. it was fun because yeah. it was like, I fucking crushed it. Yeah. Because everything that I worked on had, had led me to that moment. Well,
1: and to this, just to rewind back a little bit, you talked about death earlier. And I think it applies to this too, this thinking of you know being very grounded and present i th- i feel like when you're and i, I tweeted about this the other day is like when you're scared of and worried about like living that you it takes away from you living presently you know i think the reason we we responded so well to covid too i didn't give a shit you know i was doing my thing i respected other people um but i'm not i'm not scared of death you know and i, I have a very good relationship with that i, I have an v- understanding that i can't stop it um and as it applies you can't to, control it exactly it's, you can't, out of my you, control. it's out of my control exactly what can i control so that that applies to Everything in life, like only control what you can control. And I promise you, if you just make that like little shift right there, if we can just talk about that, your life is going to be so much better, so much better. And you're just, and, and that will help in, in turn. If we're, now we're talking about mindset. So that's something like I, I really, I think it always starts there. So you talked about books earlier. So the book, in terms of the book that you continue to read, there's there's two. to Sorry to circle back, but I think it, it applies. Um, the Alchemist, I read every year just because I think it's a great, uh, it's a great story of you know really listening to the omens and listening you know and trusting your your path and and understanding that we're all here for a reason. We all. I
0: love the part of that book where he's in the, the the glass shop. For mm-hmm. a couple years, mm-hmm. and it he building, doesn't, it he building, doesn't it see building. the point of that glass. Oh my shop gosh, yes, until yes, later on, yes. and it's just like so many people they get in one, and this was me. I would get in one job and be like, "Fuck this job!" Like yeah, yeah, yeah. versus like that was teaching me something about today. Yeah,
1: but you had the you had you took control. You were, yeah. you were in control, even though you were doing something you didn't like. You were still in control to a sense because you made the decision to get out. Some people yep. don't make that decision, um, and the other one is becoming the supernatural. Joe Dispenza, and it's all about it's really about mindset and disbelief and how powerful your thoughts can take and lead you down a certain path. I personally, I, I think it, it starts with there. Like, I was very happy that my mom told me she read that book because that, that told me that she's not ready to take some other steps in health and wellness, and then she already said it just completely changed her way of thinking on life. And, and I haven't even really helped her with nutrition or fitness yet because I wanted her to start there because I think if you had the right, the groundwork on the right mind, everything else can start falling in place a lot more effectively. And it starts with like controlling what you can control, you know, doing things that maybe aren't enjoyable, embracing the suck, and and just applying those things consistently.
0: I need to read that book. Uh, I've watched his Netflix. Yeah, the heal. Yeah, powerful. That was great. And powerful. I need, to, I need to read the book because I think you're 100% right. And we're getting close to wrapping up, but I think we're we're wrapping up at a good point around and I, I just want to say thank you for having this conversation because this was a super conversational episode. Um and I wanted it to be that way because we are talking a little bit more about abstract mental health and stuff like that. And just get people um really engaged with this conversation and, and what you can do to better your life because it's not a one size fits all and I think it does need to be more of a conversation rather than this is the way to Absolutely. do things. So I appreciate you being willing to be up for that task to have, make it more conversational. Also,
1: and- shout out Joe Lindley. He's oh, riding, across hell friends, yeah. riding across the country right now. Shout out Joe Lindley, Joe Lindley. Shout out Forward Movement. Riding across the country for a
0: fundraiser for mental health. Badass. Love him. Heck yeah. And I can't wait to have him on after. Uh, he was on earlier this year and we, gotta, we definitely got to do some type of like panel or something. Yeah. Um, once he's done that. So thank you for shouting him out. But yeah, the mindset is really intriguing because you have to be receptive to learning to want to make a change. And that's another thing that I'm learning about like being a coach and just my own energy because you mentioned earlier, like I would try to help everyone and like at the end of the day, like 9.5 out of 10 people like don't want your help. So it's just like you're you're wasting energy. You're thinking that you're helping all these people but really at the end of the day, all I got to do is shoot for that like one person that is really receptive and they're going to go on to change themselves and then change everybody else around them positively just through their own actions um, and only – really giving my energy to those types of people and those types of conversations. And that's why I love this podcast because everybody, uh, that I get to, to speak with like yourself is receptive and, and willing to bring that energy. And, and I just love it, but you had a point. Real, yeah, real quick. Three,
1: three points. Sorry. I'll be quick. Um, no, no, no. Take your time. One is, this supplies. Cause I, I like using the analogy of life as like a theme park and, and it's an emotional roller coaster, right? And for me, for a long time, like I was, I was very, like you said, I was, I was, I mean, you too, wanted to please everyone. I was wanting to help people, especially some people who were close to my life that I see needed help. And I was putting so much energy that it was like taken away from me, you know, leveling up myself. Um, but it doesn't mean you have to like ditch them out of the theme park of life. They just, they're just not on the roller coaster with you, you know, and I, I see it, it's an emotional roller coaster, but we get to choose who is on that roller coaster with us. We get to choose. We, a family doesn't have to be there either. If they if they're if they're not supportive, they're not support our emotions and the way we feel. Then you know they, they get chill in the theme park, right? They're not they're gonna miss out on the fun. Um, and even I, I take that next step with my clients too. Like I'm very I'm picky. I really am because I want someone that you know wants to be there. But I want I want to be able to be my best self and provide the most value and the most um, you know success with the training and the lifestyle changes. Um, but that starts on the energy level, you know, and I can feel that right away, so that was two points, sorry, not three, <laughs> but the emotional roller coaster man like I love that i uh it's that 's something that 's uh is that did you make that up or I made that you, up yeah, I think that's, I made I like it
0: that. up <laughs> <laughs> i 've never read it earlier yeah. I've never read it before oh yeah that that 's a good one, and i 'm definitely going to uh take that and and credit you with it because i 've never heard that but
1: I actually knew going in that that would be your the quote that you take of me.
0: Yeah, this I, is. I'm like, glad
1: I I didn't remember it until just now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that,
0: that's a good one. I never I never really thought of it like that. Like because I I think one of the the struggles of of being an adult is realizing that you have to you have to lose people to leave space to to gain even even. I wouldn't say better people, but people that are more on your wavelength and and are on on the roller coaster, as you would say, Mm -hmm. that you're on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody else is on the on on their own, and they need. to There's different rides at the theme park, man. Like
1: so, so and that's why I tell some people that I I I I care about, like when you're ready to join this roller coaster, like let's fucking go, (laughs) you know. And an analogy with that, we 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 like to say too is, join us in the arena, man. Like start like step into with us and let us, you know, let us impact you or or just, you know, impact us as well, you know, do,
0: um, step into that. Heck yeah. And to parlay that, um, if someone were to listen, I always, uh, anybody that's a coach or, um, works with other people, I always say at the end of the podcast, I give them the time to kind of speak to their target customers. So who, who out there, if they're listening to this, um, is kind of that person that is on your roller coaster. If they're looking to maybe take that next step and, and go down the hill with you, what do they look like? Uh, where are they at in life right now? And then how do they get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, I feel like um, we touched on that a few times throughout here and in terms of what I'm looking for. Well, first off, this says men. And mental health and, my, and the men's program, that it's called Men in the Arena, but we support everyone. Like everyone needs support, and I am here to talk to anyone whenever. I am 317 696 8836. Give me a call. Like I will talk to you. Um, I, will, I will serve you and give you my time because I care. In terms of my ideal client, like it's, you know, any men, I don't wanna put an age for I me mean 20 to, to 40 that have a similar path of just like wanting to, wanting more, you know, wanting more and wanting to level up more, whether it's not just physical health, you know, mental health, the relationships, um, I'm big on communication. I'm big on, you know, stepping and being more vulnerable. So men that like everyone, there's a lot, of, like, as I'm saying this, I there's so many men out there that are resonating with this. And I, and I know they are because it's conditioned in us to really hold back and not express ourselves as well, as well. So yeah, men who ready to take that next step, you know, and really in the analogy of men in the arena and it, which is a men's program that I'm creating right now is, you know, going and doing the things that you're most passionate about and, and living out your purpose and not caring about the naysayers, not caring about the critics and, and joining that arena to continue to level up as well. Because when you're working with me, I'm doing the shit. And I'm, just by being around me, I'm going to be pressing it around you because I want to bring as many people with me as possible. So that's the answer. Men who want to join the arena to, like, find out their purpose, their passion. You could be working a job maybe you don't enjoy. You could be a little lost in that decision-making. Let's talk it out. Um, and let's take that next step. Next step. Heck, yeah.
0: and besides your phone number that you just <laughs> speed dialed out there. Um, what is the best oh, way yeah. to get in contact with you? Coach
1: Bray on Instagram, um, websites, um, which is just in all honesty, just getting going. So there'll be some blogs and more information um, on there as we go. In the arena is so another, we have in the arena as well, which is a YouTube channel that's going to be under wraps and an Instagram page as well, which is highlighting the people that are here with us. People like CJ, people like people in our community that are doing the shit and stepping up and making an impact.
0: And that's what it's all about guys is making that impact. I love it. And the last question I ask everybody really looking forward to your response is what does thriving mean to you? And feel free to take a couple seconds here. So fun
1: fact guys, fun fact I, uh, before I even met CJ or even saw thrive on anything, like I would act like, and this is like, looking back, is just like crazy to me. I just would always say like I'm like in text, you know, I'm alive and thriving. Like I would just say that. <laughs> I would just say that. And to dial it back, and I, I tweeted this the other day is and this is a mindset shift. And cause we we are conditioned to be in survival mode. So for me, it's like thriving is turning off survival mode and thriving and and mm. creating and taking control of my life and creating my energy. If you don't, you guys don't know, like energy is produced. Energy, yes, it helps what what we give in, but it starts with action and putting in the work. And your body will create more energy so you can do more things. People have it counterintuitive that, oh, if I sleep more, I relax more, I'll have more energy. No, it's quite the opposite. I mean, sleep, yes, but in terms of like throughout your day. If you if you are pushing each day and you're forcing your body to adapt and evolve, you're gonna have more energy. And to me, that's thriving. Thriving is is taking control and and you know, living each day. Um, and squeeze, like you use heartbeat, I use squeeze, you know, squeeze it all out, squeeze all the juices, whatever comes out, you know, that's what you're supposed to get that day, and move on to the next, and just action sets for everyone too, is just focus on today, you know, win the day, we start looking into the future too much, we start getting distracted, that's how you thrive, you thrive by winning each day, and let that momentum, and let that, um, let everything else kind of connect, and fall into place afterwards.
0: Control your control, wolf. Yes, sir. I love that response. Yes, and this has been an epic conversation. Again, I'm, I'm just very grateful for your friendship and everything that you're doing. I can't wait to see what the new website is going to look like and then the YouTube channel and just uh, be a service to all the crazy ideas that we're working on. Woo. And Biggest takeaway, I always end with the biggest takeaway. There was a lot in this conversation, but I think this was early on. You mentioned kind of like the three pillars of like, the, the way that you go about life and it's like sleep and movement and nutrition. And it got me thinking because I'm always thinking about the education system. All three of those lacked in our societal education system. The three most important things to your life, because I agree with with those three pillars. If you, if you sleep right, eat right, and move, your mindset ultimately is going to be better. Yep. If you just choose those things, I don't care what workout, I don't care what quote-unquote healthy things you eat, if you just decide I'm going to eat a little bit healthier, I'm going to move a little bit more, and I'm going to sleep a little bit more and better, higher quality, you're going to start having a better lifestyle. And we never talk about that for like the first 20 years of our life. Most people never look into it until they gain that freshman 15 and start looking in the mirror and being depressed and things like that. And it's absolutely crazy to me. So I But you can
1: take it back. Yeah, you can I, take it back and don't be afraid to invest in yourself like I've invested in coaches I know you have I'm about to invest in even more coaches because I value that because they have a skill that I do not have and, that's, at, and this is my primary role this is my focus
0: yep uh, good coaches always hire their own great coaches that's how I look at it is sure. like if you want to be good and you want to go you want to go from good to great um, seek greatness seek advice from greatness and then build that momentum so again thank you this is a heck of a conversation. I'm looking forward to, to replaying this on my own, but to all the listeners and out there, every time, I'm so appreciative of you. Uh, if you have any questions, any ideas you have to make this better, please let me know. And if there's one thing that you can do to kind of help out the whole team behind Thrive on Life, please go rate and review this show. It will help Braden get his story out there. And if you have any other guests that I should bring on this show, feel free to reach out and DM me at cj.finley on Instagram or on our podcast Instagram at Thrive on Life podcast. So I love y'all. Until next time, this is CJ Finley with the Thrive on Life podcast. Thrive on y'all.